What's the future of the GOP? Let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, happy Tuesday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from our Stratus IP studios here in lovely eastern Indiana. Don't let cyber attacks or outdated business technology put your company at risk. Learn more at briannicholshow.com forward slash Stratus IP, Stratus IP business technology simplified. Folks, happy, happy Tuesday. Hope you're doing well. And uh, yes, thank you for joining us because we have to discuss the future of the GOP. Now, after the election uh, there back in November, we had our good friend Kenny Cody on the show. And oh my goodness, it felt like a nuclear bomb had just gone off. We thought we were going to get a red wave. Some even said a red tsunami, but it the end of the election night and the day after, it looked like a red trickle. So we're recording here today, uh, a little bit, uh, you know, a month or so removed from the election. And now we can look back with a little bit different perspective in terms of how did the GOP actually do? Returning to the program, Ted Harvey, welcome back. What are your thoughts, sir? Well, good evening, sir. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, Well, you know, I think that we all were hoping that we would have this humongous red wave and that we would pick up 30, 60 seats. Um, but in hindsight, um, after doing a little more um, realistic evaluation of where we were, um, you have to realize that the Republicans have held the all, the all of the House of Representatives for 14 of the last 10 sessions of Congress, going back uh, back to the 2004 um, election and even further back to the 1994 elections when we when when uh, we took over the the House with the contract with America. So um, I think that the Republicans and the Democrats that are still there are in very uh, safe seats because of the way we do redistricting and both parties protect their incumbents first and foremost. And so there's not a lot of um, seats that are in play across the country. And the Republicans have continually won those seats are in pl- that are in play. And the only time in the last 20 years when that hasn't taken place was in 2018, when the Mueller investigation scam was going on for 18 months and the media and the Democrats and the FBI and the CIA was doing everything they could to discredit Republicans and discredit the Trump administration. Only then did the Democrats pick up a significant number of seats in a, in a real wave election. But since then, the re, in 2020, the Republicans actually picked up seats in a presidential election. They hadn't done that since 2004. And um, even though Trump lost, we still picked up seats because of the huge coattails that he had with 80 million people coming out to vote for him. And then you fast forward to this election cycle in 2022, we again picked up more House seats. And so it may not have been a red wave, but I would consider it a long-term red tide of the Republicans continuing to pick up seats, especially in rural America. And in the Senate, we had to say we had to protect 
21 Republican Senate seats, and the Democrats only needed to protect 15 Democrat Senate seats. So we only lost one. And I think that tomorrow, um, knock on wood, I pray to God that we um, pick up the, the Democrats Senate seat there and uh, Herschel Walker gets across the finish line there. And it's going to be a draw in that uh, in the United States Senate in a in a in an election year where we had to hold a significant number of more seats than the Democrats did. And looking forward to 2024, it's going to be just the opposite. The Democrats are going to have to defend a ton of seats that uh, we just had a blowout in the legislatures in many of those states and Trump won overwhelmingly in many of those states in 2020. So I think the Democrats back is up against the wall in 2024, but McConnell and the Democrats were behind the eight ball this time around. So I know we jumped right into things. I didn't give you a chance to reintroduce yourself because this isn't the first time you've been on the show. You actually joined us prior to the election and we were talking about the, uh, the campaign to stop the president, not not to help the president, to stop the, and defeat the president this time. It was uh, talking about your website, stopjoe.com. And uh, do us a favor, Ted. I know, we, we, like I said, we jumped right into things. So, folks, if you want to learn a lot more about Ted's history, we got the uh, the past episode. But give us a spark notes of uh, your kind of history here in GOP politics. Sure. Well, I got my start when I was 22 years old working in the Reagan White House and then came back to Colorado and got involved in Colorado politics and served in the state legislature for 13 years, five years in the House and eight years in the Senate. And um, then when my term was up in the Senate, I was being term limited. I helped start a little pack called the the uh, Stop Hillary pack. And little did I know it would ever turn into what it did. And it became one of the more significant packs in the 2016 election because there were millions of people across the country that wanted to stop Hillary. And then when Trump won, we changed the name to the committee to defend the president. It became one of the largest pro-Trump packs in the country. And then after that, when, when Biden was sworn in, we changed the name of the pack to the committee to defeat the president. And we are really the, probably the most aggressive um, pack out there that's pushing the envelope every single day to push back against the Democrats and to stop the radical left from, from taking over our country. And so we were very actively engaged in the midterm elections, and we will continue to do so going into 2024 as well. Now, we, we you mentioned one of those elections from the 22 midterms that it isn't done yet. And uh, let's talk about that down in Georgia Raphael Warnock and uh, the old Dallas Cowboy that he is, Herschel Walker. Yes, I am still reveling in that victory from Sunday night. Whew, we go into that game at the end of the, the third quarter, 21-19, and the Cowboys end up winning 54-19. I know this isn't the Dallas Cowboys podcast, folks, but you know what? We're going we're gonna to take that win for what it is. But anyways, going back to the 90s, Herschel Walker, he was actually one of the key pieces that got traded away from the Cowboys, and uh, he ended up going to the Vikings, and then long story short, all the draft picks turned into the 90s Super Bowl Cowboys, but now he's out there as a GOP uh, fanboy running for U.S. Senate. So talk to us about what's going to happen here as we're now recording uh, and, and airing today on Tuesday. What do we think we're going to see as we go towards the, the end of the polls tonight as they close in Georgia? Well, I think first and foremost, Jerry Jones should be contributing millions of dollars to my pack to help uh, Herschel Walker get across the finish line because the Dallas Cowboy uh, dynasty would never have happened had it not been for that trade that you were just talking about. So true. (laughs) I actually have this football behind me that you see here. It's a signed Herschel Walker football from uh, 
two years ago when we had another special election in Georgia and we were trying to get Loeffler and Purdue across the finish line. And my pack was very actively involved in that race. And I said, wouldn't it be great if we could get the legend Georgia football national champion Heisman Trophy winner to do a commercial for us? And so we reached out to him and he said, yeah, I would love to. So I was able to go down to Dallas where Herschel lived at the time and, and uh, we filmed a commercial and I uh, was able to get him to sign that football. And it was really cool. He was a boyhood idol of mine. I actually grew up in Abilene, Texas. Mm. So um, during that time period when he was when all of that was happening. So um, it was pretty cool to get to meet Herschel. And, and uh, then interestingly enough, here he is running for the United States Senate this time around. And we have another special election. So I was able to take a lot of the footage that we had from the 2020 election and put it in to a commercial for Herschel himself this time around. And uh, we're putting uh, close to $300,000 behind that ad in social media going directly to Trump supporters that typically vote in presidential elections, but they typically don't vote in off-year elections like we have right now, and especially in a special election where turnout is everything. And so our PAC is doing everything we can to get these Trump supporters out to the polls and make sure that they get out there and they're the last line of defense for America, in my opinion. And so we are doing everything we can to make sure that they get out and vote and get Herschel Walker across the finish line. And what will that look like, right? Because that would lead to a 50-50 tie. So I'm personally a fan of divided government because I think a government that is divided really can't do too much to infringe, uh, infringe upon my freedoms, that is. So I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. So I guess talk to us. What do you see as the outcome of the, the election here? Do you see that if it is, in fact, a 50-50 split being something that's going to hold the Biden administration in check or... We have to watch out for some of those weary Republicans. I'm looking at you, Susan Collins and Mitt Romney and all the other uh, folks out there. And Murkowski yeah, McC- from yep. Alaska. Um, you bet. It's it's going to be very concerning. But um, like I was just saying before, is is I think we have a great chance of picking up four to five seats in the Senate in 2024. And if we have this seat right now, that's just one extra seat that we're going to have in our column after the 2024 elections, and hopefully we will have a Republican president at that point as well. And so it is important that we win this race for that reason and that reason alone. But also we have to have this this seat because you've seen how Joe Manchin and Cinema have been able to stop a lot of the crazy whack job stuff that the that the Democrats want to push through the Senate. And um, if if they have a super major, not a super majority, but a Act working majority with this president, um, they can push through all kinds of administrative stuff that the uh, that the administration wasn't able to do. And and if we have any other uh, judicial appointments that need to be um, pushed through, we, we need to have a, a very tight Senate that can stop some of that stuff. And so having a 50 50 split in the Senate would be important. And I agree with you. I like to have split government, especially when we have a Democrat governor or Democrat president, because uh, gridlock is good in that situation. Um, 
But in the world of wine, there are so many choices, and that's why Blood of Tyrants Wine has tyrants losing their heads. Whether you're looking for a new go-to at home or want to impress your friends at a party, Blood of Tyrants Wine has you covered. And if you're trying to get rid of some pesky tyrants in your life, well, we've got that covered too. Head to briannicholshow.com forward slash wine and get $5 off your order. One more time, briannicholshow.com forward slash wine. Free men don't ask permission, so take a sip. You'll be glad you did. Look what happened when we had a Republican House and we had a Republican Senate and a Republican president. We were able to get through three solid conservative justices to the Supreme Court that I believe will save the republic, Um, whether it was the EPA ruling or the New York City gun ruling or whether it was Roe v. Wade. Or there's a, an important case being heard today um, when a good friend of mine, the gal who does all of my websites and all of my digital ads and everything here in Colorado, she um, has a case before the Supreme Court that they're hearing today saying that a web designer should not be forced to do work for same-sex marriages if it violates her uh, religious beliefs and, and freedom of speech. And so that would definitely not have been heard before the court if we had not had these three solid conservative justices there. So I hear you when we want to have gridlock, but when we're in charge, um, we have the ability to save the Republic. And that's what happened when Donald Trump was president of the United States. All right. Well, there's the positive outlook. Now we all know that that means that for every positive, there must be the negative. So what is the worst case scenario, right? Is it truly a unchecked Biden presidency with at least half of Congress in under his jurisdiction ready to support whatever he does? Well, I don't think so. I think we had a a great opportunity now that we have taken back the House of Representatives and we are going to be able to have a heck of a lot of um, understanding about what happened with the FBI and the Justice Department doing everything they could to go after American citizens and try to weaponize the the Justice Department against their political enemies. And I want to have a complete and full investigation into that. I want to have the January 6th committee continue on beyond um, Nancy Pelosi. And I want to have the 12,000 hours of videotape that is that the government has that they have not released to the American people. They've only released the images that set up Donald Trump and sent up Republicans. Well, let's see what actually happened on that day and let the American people decide one way or the other. I, I, I don't care how they decide. I just want them to have the full information about what happened that day. And so I think having the Republicans there is important. And I want to see them also put forward bills that will get people on record, like putting in place permanently the uh, remain in Mexico policy that Trump put in place through an executive order that brought illegal immigration to a trickle. I want to see the Republicans in the House pass those kinds of pieces of legislation and put the Democrats in the Senate on record going into the 2024 election. That's that's how we win elections is by um, showing the American people just how radical the Democrats are on open borders and everything else. I think you're going to see, and I think we are seeing, there has been a big shift, culturally speaking, in a lot of folks, because we talk about this in sales. Once you see something, you can't unsee it. And especially with COVID, I think there was something about about COVID and watching your, your even your like your local officials really take a step to, to infringe on your liberties, seeing friends and family so easily influenced by propaganda. And it I think it made a lot of folks 
who traditionally were kind of sitting on the sidelines. They weren't really involved. At the very least, they were apathetic to the political process, much like the John Mulaney skit who talked about Obama saying, you know, I thought that the guy that was in charge was at least competent. I didn't really think too much about it. I think that is the approach a lot of folks had. But now I'm hearing a lot more individuals that traditionally wouldn't be involved in this conversation now getting involved. And I gotta say, it does get me excited because I'm hearing a lot more of those voices starting to pop up on what I would say is our side of the argument here. And I think you're going forward and you're looking at how do we save this country? It is imperative on us to build these strong coalitions with folks who are open to new ideas and new ways of doing things. And as a sales professional and a sales executive, that makes my ears ring because that means that I have an opportunity now to not just push a particular product solution, but rather instead we're helping people make change happen. And that's the hardest part is getting people in a position where they are now in a frame of mind to make a switch, to make a change. What better chance than when the world is seemingly on fire to try something new? So I guess with that being said, that goes to the ultimate question, Ted, and I think I teased this last time you were on the show is, well, what's going to happen in 2024? Beforehand, I said, do you think that Trump's going to run? And you said you had no inside knowledge. Well, I think we all have the knowledge now. Trump is officially running in 2024. Joe Biden has teased that he's going to run in 2024 for re-election, but then just also uh, mentioned that he maybe won't uh, run for re-election. He said, we'll see. So then the question is, well, we have Trump, Biden, but also there's this pretty darn good governor down in Florida hasn't officially said he's running, but just did a steamrolling of uh, his his candidate that he was running against in Charlie Crist down in Florida. So I guess talk to us. Do we see someone like a Ron DeSantis uh, joining the GOP ranks from a national perspective and actually standing as a real alternative to President Trump? Um, I think there's a lot of people out there that would love to see that, um, especially the George Bush side of the Republican Party, um, who are very, very um, much um, wanting to get their pound of flesh from Donald Trump after the way he um, dealt with um, um, the not Neil Bush who who, oh, who was Jeb. The former what's that Jeb Jeb Bush, exclamation point Neil, Neil Bush lived here in Colorado Jeb Bush who um, who Donald Trump swept the floor with in the debates and I think that the Bush family desperately is doing everything they can to find a candidate that will take him on um, and I think there are a lot of other uh, Republicans out there that w- don't want to have Donald Trump be their, the nominee. Um, but in the end, and, and my PAC is, is not engaging in this primary, um, if there is a primary, but just as a political analyst perspective, I think that the, um, the Trump base, what, whatever you want to call them, the Trump base is probably the most energized and wide and deep uh, political movement in my lifetime. And if Trump continues to run going into the primary season and goes into Iowa, New Hampshire, these caucus states that are so important at the beginning of the election cycle, he is going to wrap it up pretty early, in my opinion. And I think everybody out there understands that that is the case. And I think DeSantis knows that that is the case. And I think that DeSantis, like you said, is one of the most successful governors in America right now. And he is his political 
career is just going up and up and up and up. And I don't think he wants to risk alienating or upsetting or whatever word you want to use it, um, the, 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 the Trump base, because he needs them for his future political career. And in the end, I think he's probably going to decide, no, I'm not going to take on Trump now that Trump has gotten in the race. If Trump doesn't continue to run for one reason or another, I think it's a slam dunk DeSantis is going to win. But if Trump wants to run, I think Trump wins the nomination. And I think Trump wins the general election as well, because there's nobody in the Democrat bench that can take on Donald Trump. I know we're hard pressed for time. I'm just curious because it seems like you teased it a little bit. But what reasons would you see that Trump maybe wouldn't run? Well, you know, he is he needs to be much more disciplined. I think having Kanye West at his house and others at his house was probably one of the most undisciplined things he could possibly do. He has got to be more disciplined than he has been over the last six years if he wants to make sure that he can keep all of the people who want to get in out of the race. And, uh, you know, when he get, give it, gave his announcement speech, it was an incredibly dis, well-disciplined, on-script speech that the president has given since he was giving State of the Union addresses um, before the country. And uh, I was under the impression that that was the way he was going to roll out his candidacy and then to immediately turn around and have Kanye West and, and, and that situation blow up in his face. Um, I think that um, he's going to have to double down on being more disciplined. Who would have thought that the guy on uh, a fundraiser with Mike Myers for Hurricane Katrina that said George Bush hates black people wasn't necessarily a great dinner guest? I don't know. Shocking revelation. Yeah. But with that being said, uh, yes, we uh, are unfortunately hard pressed for time. So I'm going to go ahead and kick things off here for final thoughts. And folks, that is if you are interested in uh, running for office right and now, we talk about the importance of running for office, but. Really, you want to make an impact? How do you do that? You run for local office. You run for dog catcher. You run for school board, for city council, for mayor. And here's the reality. It's tough. A lot of folks try to run for office. And they're like, well, I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm going to hire a consultant. And they realize it's tens of thousands of dollars. And I've had quite literally hundreds of candidates here on the program or have talked to candidates in some way, shape, or form. I hear that as a concern. So I said, you know what? We're going to help. We're going to do Candidate School 101 here at the Brian Nichols Show. So... Yes, uh, starting, uh, actually just started here last week. Um, we're going to be doing uh, over at our Patreon, less than $10 a month if you are running for office or you are considering running for office. We're going to go through the basics of fundraising, messaging, building your team. We're going to have other candidates, other elected officials, folks like Ted and other electoral uh, geniuses on the, uh, the, the Patreon there to walk through what actually works, uh, especially when you're running for that local office. So if you're interested, head over to briannicholsshow.com forward slash candidate school. That's my final thoughts. Ted, what do you have for us? Well, thank you for having me on. First and foremost, I appreciate it. I encourage everybody to go to our website, stopjoe.com. See the Herschel Walker commercial that we're running. See the commercials that we ran in North Carolina for Ted Budd. We spent over $1.1 million there to make sure he got across the finish line. Go to our website, help us out. This stuff's not cheap and we need as much help as we can possibly get. Oh man, ain't that the truth? It ain't cheap. And with that being said too, you want us to keep the lights on because I have one, two, three, four, 30 some odd lights here in front of me. Well, please consider going ahead and supporting the show over at uh, briannicholshow.com forward slash support. Uh, you can become a recurring supporter. And hey, I lower the cost. I heard from folks, times are getting tough and they want to support the show, but they're like, Brian, five bucks a month. I don't know if I can do that. Okay. 
$1.99, that worked for you? How about that? If you can go ahead and you get value from at least one of our 636 shows we have here in the program, please consider uh, joining us at $1.99 as a supporter here of the program over on our Patreon. Or if you just want to do a one-time donation, five, ten, whatever it may be, I greatly appreciate it because it lets us have amazing guests like Ted return here to the show to leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. With that being said, yes, we are on YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, wherever it is you join us. Please just do me a favor, hit that little notification bell and uh, the little subscription button so you don't miss a single time that we have amazing guests like Ted joining us. And yet, by the way, audio listener, which I know 95% of you are uh, audio listeners, we do have video versions of the show. So you want to go ahead and check that out. Go to briannicholshow.com where you can find, yes, all the video versions of the show. You can find the entire transcript of the show plus all 636 other episodes of the program. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Minds.com, anywhere really there's social media, at B Nichols Liberty. Ted, where can folks go ahead and continue the conversation with you? StopJoe.com or follow us on social media at Defeat underscore Joe. There you go. All right, folks. Well, that's all we have for you. Make sure you've hit that subscribe button because tomorrow, good friend Jack Hunter is joining the show and we're digging into the Twitter files and all that took place there. Did you catch all that that was in the tweet uh, thread from Matt Taibbi? Well, if you did not, make sure you go ahead and check out tomorrow's episode. But with that being said, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Ted Harvey. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Enjoying the audio version of the show? Then you'll love our YouTube channel. Be sure to head over there and subscribe. And if you're new to The Brian Nichols Show, be sure to head to your favorite podcast catcher and click download all unplayed episodes so you don't miss one of our nearly 500 episodes that will be sure to leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. If you got value from today's episode, can you do me a favor and head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support and leave us a $5 donation? And by the way, have you given the show a five-star review yet? If not, head to Apple Podcasts and tell folks why you listen to the program and don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe too. Follow me on social media at B Nichols Liberty. And again, if you'd be so kind, please consider making a donation to the Brian Nichols Show at BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network.